This episode of Road Dirt, the podcast is brought to you by Moto America, the premier American motorcycle road racing series. Find them at MotoAmerica.com. Welcome to Road Dirt, the podcast of Road Dirt Motorcycle Media and RoadDirt.tv, your down-home grassroots motorcycle brand covering what we like to call ride life or hashtag ride life. I'm Rob Brooks, your host, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, we want to tell the story behind a uh, world-famous motorcycle race that took place this past uh, couple of weekends ago um, with the Daytona Bike Week that took place down in Florida. Um, several races take place every year there that go back for quite a few years. Uh, flat track racing, supercross racing, and the most legend one of the most legendary races in motorcycling uh, is the Daytona 200. And um, not many people know the story behind the Daytona 200, um, but uh, it is really quite fascinating. And we're all history buffs here at Road Dirt, so we did a little bit of research, and we thought we'd share this one with you. It's called... The Daytona 200, America's Festival of Speed. A look back through the history of the world-famous motorcycle race. With the 80th running of the acclaimed Daytona 200 this year, we thought a dive into the archives to view the long and storied history of this legendary motorcycle race was in order. From its actual origins in Savannah, Georgia in 1932, to the sands of Daytona Beach, ultimately riding the high banks of the Daytona International Speedway, the Daytona 200 has attracted many of the top motorcycle races in the world to come make their mark on what's been called the world's center of speed. Interestingly, the Daytona 200 originated indeed in Savannah, Georgia. The Southeastern Motorcycle Dealers Association organized a 200-mile dirt track race at the old Vanderbilt Cup course near the Georgia coastal town, and riders competed on Class C motorcycles of the type that were utilized by the AMA Grand National Championship back at that time. After two years, the race outgrew the Vanderbilt site and was relocated to a course near Jacksonville, Florida for a year before returning to Savannah in 1936. The sands of Daytona Beach had been used for land speed racing since 1902, but by 1935, most land speed runs were being done at the Bonneville Salt Flats. A local Florida race promoter named Bill French Jr. Um, arranged for the Daytona 200 to relocate to the then 3.2 mile Daytona Beach road course in 1937. He got the sanctioning of the AMA and the Daytona 200 was born. The very first race on the sand and road course was won by none other than Ed Kretz on an Indian Scout Sport. The races were suspended from 1942 to 1946 due to World War II restrictions, but they resumed in 1947. The next year, the course was moved further south toward Ponce Inlet and expanded to 4.1 miles in length. Harley-Davidson's Indians Brit brands like Norton, BSA, Triumph all dominated the podiums from the late 1940s through the 1960s, with Harley-Davidson taking the most top trophies with 16 total wins since 1938 up until that time. None of them, however, would ever dominate the Daytona 200 again after 1969, 
with the sole exceptions of BSA in 1971 in the hands of Dick Mann and Danny Eslick on a triumph in 2014. Of course, after the initial publishing of this story, young Brandon Pash successfully defended his 2021 title, winning the 2022 race on a TOBC Racing Triumph Street Triple RS. We got a story up on the site about that extraordinary race as well. As urban development began to encroach on the race locale, Bill French started looking for alternatives. He found a site near the Daytona airport and in 1957, construction began on a 2.5 mile paved oval shaped course with high banks for higher speeds, known now as the Daytona International Speedway. The new facilities opened in 1959, but it took two more years before French could convince the AMA to move the beach race over to the speedway. As soon as the move deal was finally inked, racers quickly adapted to the new high-speed paved course, dumping their old dirt track motorbikes for road racers of the type employed in World Grand Prix racing. At first, the 31-degree high banks were not used by the motorcycle racers due to AMA concerns about rider safety, and they utilized an infield course instead. But in 1964, riding the banks was approved and the race took on that daunting dramatic shape that it now still runs. Many dirt and beach course traditionalists initially shunned the new track in the format, but as French continued to heavily promote the whole event, even getting it billed as the centerpiece of the Daytona Bike Week, the Daytona 200 began to attract racers and fans from really around the world, seeing record attendance across the 1970s. The 1970s also saw the rise of Japanese brands dominating the grids and the podiums. In fact, Dick Mann won Honda's first Daytona 200 in 1970. Yamaha would soon come to dominate the Speedway, first with Don Emdy, in 1972, then taking 13 consecutive wins through 1984. With the exception of Ducati in 2011, ridden by Jason DeSalvo, no European brand has won the trophy since the Japanese brand's domination. Yamaha's, in fact, led all of the manufacturers right now in total wins, followed then by Harley-Davidson, with Honda, Kawasaki, and Suzuki all giving chase. The race has attracted top riders here in America as well as famous racers from around the world. Everyone from Floyd and Don Emdy, the first father and son duo to win races, to Gary Nixon, people like Cal Rayburn, uh, Dick Mann, Kenny Roberts, Freddie Spencer, Eddie Lawson, Wayne Rainey, Scott Russell, who by the way was Daytona's, uh, the Daytona 200's winningest racer with five trophies. In fact, he's been nicknamed uh, Mr. Daytona. And even Nikki Hayden, among many others, too, too many really to name, have come and won at Daytona. Now from abroad, from other countries, Canadian Billy Matthews won the first non was the first non-American rider to win the Daytona 200 in 1941 and in 1950 at the old beach course. Jarno Saarinen of Finland surprised the field by taking the first checkered flag at the Speedway in 1973 followed by the legendary Giacomo Agostini in 1974. Canadian Miguel Duhamel and Aussie Matt Maladin have left their pavement uh, permanent marks on the Daytona 200 in the pavement, as had New Zealand's Graham Crosby and the UK's Chaz Davies. The Daytona has truly become an international motorcycle racing spectacle. 
Last two years have shown um, dramatic photo finishes, some of the most dramatic finishes in recent 200 memory. With 2021, Brandon Pass draft, drafting Sean Dillon Kelly through the final laps of the race, only to slingshot around him for the win by a mere 0.3 second margin. And then this year, he did the same thing, slingshotting around at the last minute past South Africans Sheldon Morais and uh, Cam uh, Cameron Peterson, as well as American Josh Hayes, to get a seven one thousandths second win over Peterson. Last two years have been really dramatic. In fact, we've got stories on RoadDirt.tv about both of those. Really amazing. Watching these racers take to the high banks on their motorcycles wide open on the throttles is a heart-pounding thrill to behold. So many racers say there's really nothing in the world quite like it. The infield track is tight and curvy, but then when they open it up along the outer banks, the outer track, the speeds they attain and remain at until the re returning infield chicane is nothing short of epic. The track is so fast and the banks are can be so dangerous in the event of a crash or an off that superbikes are no longer allowed to race on the course. The race has become a super sport one really since night since 2005 due to the excessive tire wear and the extreme speeds and drafts that riders and bikes are achieve, were achieving on track. For 2022 and beyond, we're assuming beyond, Moto America Road Racing Series has taken over the management of the Daytona 200, making some changes to be in compliance with FIM international rules and actually introducing several other classes to the weekend of racing, such as the wildly popular King of the Baggers race, the rapidly growing Twins Cup category, and the wild and crazy Rolling Sands Super Hooligan races, all taking place at the legendary track. As the history of the Daytona 200 continues to be written, the race is regaining its place as one of the premier motorcycle road races in the world. In fact, last year, uh, Northern uh, Irish superbike rider and Isle of Man multi-year winner Michael Dunlop of the famous Dunlop racing family, in fact, came to compete himself in the Daytona 200 for adding further legitimacy to the resurgence of the classic event. May the Daytona 200 live on as one of motorcycling's greatest races. Well, if you check out our website, uh, roaddirt.tv, look for um, uh, the Daytona 200 story. We've got a bunch of really cool photos in there going back to the very earliest years when it was back out on the sands of Daytona Beach and uh, the early winters, some of the early bikes that raced during that time period, the first years uh, know, uh, on the track. Um, pretty amazing photo spread as well as all the, uh, you know, the, diff the different riders and, and everything that you can see back in the, in the early era of the Daytona 200. We hope you'll check that out. Well, also check us out on, on um, social media. RoadDirt.TV is found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for RoadDirtTV. We've got a YouTube channel that we're populating with more videos as we go on. It's also called Road Dirt TV, bike evaluations, gear evaluations, uh, road trips that we've been on, things like that. We hope you'll enjoy that. We've even got a Spotify playlist, about 25 hours worth of uh, road music that our guys and uh, many of our fans and readers and, uh, and viewers have chimed in and submitted to it for uh, your road trip and you're out right, you're, you're for your own ride life. So we hope you'll check that out. Again, we want to thank our sponsors for uh, helping make this podcast possible. 
And thank you, our listener. We hope you'll give this a a like and a share. And uh, until next time, this is Rob with Road Dirt. Ride life.